In the deserts of Arizona lies the city of Jerome. A town that was once bustling with thousands was reduced to a ghost town thanks to the most unlikely of places. The United Verde Hospital should have aided during the mining boom, but instead caused mass devastation with its mortality rates. With the doors eventually closing, some had probably hoped it was for good. But after decades of sitting abandoned, these old spirits are more than happy to mingle with the living in their new home at the Jerome Grand Hotel. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And it's Thursday. I'm trying to keep a straight face, y'all. We were <laughs> recording before this, and we had a debacle. I know. I'm watching it so close. There's no way now. We are for sure doing this correctly. We are two different people. We are not the twins. We are Kelsey. Oh, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I'm Megan. Did we say that already? No, yes. Okay, well, I don't know. Oh, we recorded like a, 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 about uncom- halfway. an uncomfy amount <laughs> when we realized halfway. I had it coming out of the same input. So Megan was a distant memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Y'all. I mean, we're still, I we still don't know half of what's going on, so it's going to be, it's going to be fine, but like, just know, uh, I'm salty. Say so we, we'll pick it up. We're, we to, sound sad right now. I tried right to now. fake it and I couldn't fake it. We sound sad right now, but it will, <laughs> it will pick up. It was going great too, man. The, the vibe was right. We did. Piggy only cried like twice. <laughs> right. We started, but there's one thing that we did say, we're like, how can we make, make sure that we cover all of our bases again one thing we do want to cover is what we started with the last take right which is we stumbled across this thing on tiktok just because i think we have very different for you pages probably actually not that different i don't know why you keep getting some of the content you know i don't know (laughs) but it's only when i'm here i think it it feels the energy (laughs) but no it was i'm sure it was because of indiana there is a current like as we're speaking case going on mm-hmm. of a body that was found in a suitcase right if you're not from indiana you probably heard of it at least right the five-year-old boy found in a suitcase and not just any suitcase like it looks like you know the welcome to las vegas postcards like the typical sign las vegas sign it's that like the but strip on a or whatever yeah yeah five-year-old boy shoved in a suitcase in washington county indiana which is new, new pekin new pekin new pekin don't care i mean something, i do care hi new pekin pekin something like that the problem is that it's been a week now or over a week and they still haven't identified this no one's come forward and said my kid's missing yeah well at least other- locally so now they've opened it up to like the u.s yeah so for all of our non-indiana listeners if you know uh, have any information Oh yeah! Oh, Megan, I think even has a hotline. They like they straight up have opened this investigation to nationwide because no one missing in Indiana fits the description of the little boy that was found in the suitcase. Yes, and if you're thinking to yourself, my neighbor has that suitcase, or my cousin has that suitcase, but they just they would never. It's always the ones you know. It's always the ones you least suspect. Yes. So. 
There is a hotline and we will share it. So if you have heard about the boy in the suitcase, this is not a true crime podcast, y'all, but we had to plug (laughs) this just because it's shaking the Midwest. Right. Well, and also I feel like the demographic here, it's probably safe to say we all enjoy true crime and paranormal. Yeah. 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 So there is a hotline. If you Google Indiana boy in the suitcase... It's going to come up. up. It's going to come up. But the hotline, if you know anything about this five-year-old African-American little boy, just no identity. They haven't released a cause of death yet. It's pending toxicology, I think, still. But the phone number is 1-888-437-6432. And I'll probably put it in the description of an episode of this episode sorry someone started blowing their nose in the background <laughs> and it really threw me off <laughs> right and i don't even want to get into it but there's also been leads in the delphi case finally oh gosh yeah that's a whole that's a whole mess and i think like true crime podcasts have been touching base with oh. it at this point because oh, it's yeah. been going for years which mm-hmm. is kind of wild to think about but five years i think it was five years and on valentine's day that's so, uh, it's such a creepy, it's creepy because there's not much there. Y'all, if <laughs> true crime podcasts weren't so saturated, honestly, that would be like our next topic. We could just cover true crime oh, absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. We could have a second channel just dedicated to true crime. But we're not here for true crime. That's not what we're here for. We're here for spooky stuff, ghost stuff. Which is just as enticing to us. Yes. That's so, why we continue to do it. So welcome. Happy Thursday. It's really cold right now. I'm salty about it. Uh, but it's whatever. It's not like it was 80 degrees two days ago and it's 50 degrees right now. It's trash. The Midwest is trash. <laughs> Everything is dumb. It's stupid. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. our story, thankfully, does not happen in the Midwest. <laughs> it does not. No. This week we are in Jerome, Arizona. Yes. Which, where were we last week? We were in Alaska. Alaska. And then we did... The week before that, we were in Alabama. Alabama. So we did Alabama, Alaska. We're now in Arizona. So for those of you that are slowly singing the song (laughs) in your head, if you haven't put it together, we are going alphabetically across the states. We sure are. But it gives us the opportunity to maybe find some places that we're probably never going to visit or not have a chance to visit anytime soon, places we've never heard of. Because we've thought to look up. Pretty well covered the Midwest. I mean, I know there's more. There's so much more. There's going to be some, every cemetery and hill in this state is haunted, essentially. But like, outside of Indiana is nice as well. Yes. Yeah. So this, this is just an opportunity for us to reach out to other demographics and other people that maybe are like, we get it. Indiana's on it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of demographics, I am a very visual person. Like, I can't just have facts thrown at me and it makes sense. Like, I need I need tangible things. Mm-hmm. So what we kind of have been doing and what I like to do since we're going this whole travel ac- across the country route is give you background, demographics, statistics on Jerome, Arizona, so you know what kind of city we are dealing with. Town. I think it's a town. We're going to say town. Say last week was a city, surprisingly, even though there was like it, a handful of people. It does say city on here. Okay. Still got to figure out what constitutes a city, a town, an unincorporated township. <laughs> yikes. I don't know. But here we go with Jerome, Arizona, Demographics, population, statistics, just a handful of them. Hit me with it. So, in 2022, 
the population of Jerome is a mere, I say mere, 449 people, which is still, <laughs> is still more, more than, than last. double. Yeah, which I've, I forgot about that, but that is true. But we if, said small town America. <laughs> yeah, small town America. If you'll notice on this chart, though, that I'm showing Megan that you cannot see, it's a giant, it's like a big a bell mountain. curve. It's, it's basically mountainous. a bell curve graph of like how the population has fluctuated over the years. And you would think like, oh, from 1900 to now. No, this is a 10 year gap that you're looking at with a very strong bell curve. Like it's just a peak. There was a boom at some point. In, well, it was growing. Its lowest low was in 2012, and then it had a pretty steady incline until 2019. And it's been declining oh. since 2019. And let's mm. all go ahead and take 0.5 seconds to remember what started happening in 2019. So, whoops a Oh, we really got 1.5 seconds, sorry. <laughs> oh, might be, might be. Okay, well, yeah. Th- I mean, let realistically, that's probably part of it. Oh, I'm sure but has a has a has a toe in it at least (laughs) dip its little toe in yes (laughs) so jerome is a city located in hmm, i can't yavapai yavapai county Hmm. i don't i'm not even y-a-v-a-p-a-i yavapai uh yavapay sure yeah Yeah. that's uh uh-huh it's a county with a 2020 population of also 449, and for some reason they feel the need to tell you it is the 90th largest city in Arizona. I feel like after 10, does it really matter? Even like the top, well, if you're talking, you said, oh, in Arizona, yeah, top 10, and then who cares? Yeah, well, that's okay, because it also says in the United States, it is the 13,454th largest city i'm like honestly at that point could you have started from the bottom <laughs> and gone the other way because i feel like you'd be a little bit closer i maybe, maybe. how many ta- oh gosh how many cities are that's a whole other statistic <sighs> that i'm not ready to cover how many cities are in the united states and again are we talking cities and towns and townships and incorporate unincorporated townships about tasks don't ask don't <laughs> get her involved in this she's annoying <laughs> okay. if you feel the need to look you look i'm just a little curious kind of okay Well, Jerome is currently declining the population at a rate of negative 0.44% annually, but its its population increased by 1.13% from 2010 when it was 444. So they got five whole people in 10 years. Wow. 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 Did you find it? I looked it up. Is it a weird amount? Kind of. I thought it would be higher for some... I don't know. I thought it'd be higher. Is it like uh, 75,000? No. Is it a lot higher? No. A lot lower? Yeah. Huh. 50. Oh, no. Well, it has to be more because they're 13,000 something, aren't they? Yeah. 1,350. How many? How many cities? What did you just say 50 for? We're talking the United States. Oh, okay. I thought you just said 50. I was like, 50 cities. 50 whole cities. How many toothpicks? There's three. (laughs) Okay. As of 2018, there are 
19,495 incorporated cities, towns, and villages in the United States. I have no concept. I have no spatial awareness. I have no idea what's going on around me. This is coming from worldpopulationreview.com. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm getting this information from also. (laughs) 14,768 of them have a population below 5,000. So, yeah, if they would have started with that and gone, like, from the bottom up, it would be... A thousand. They'd be in the thousands instead of the tens of thousands. Dang it. Yeah, well, you know what? They tried their best. Anyway, go on. So Jerome covers a grand total area of one square mile. Well, obviously, we're not good with space, so who knows how big that really is. I know. It could be a couple inches. It could be a mile. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And the... So that... uh, It says the Jerome that Jerome has a population density of 520 people per square mile. That's not math. No, because there's not even... Like, I feel like, are they just taking it by percentage? Like, so if there's this many people... Okay, actually, because it's stupid. We're talking about people that don't exist because Jerome is not technically one square mile. It is 0.9 square miles. Okay. So... I feel like they're saying if it was a square mile, we'd have 520 people, but that's not how it works. That makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're wrong. Not you. St- the website. Yeah. <laughs> Go World on. Review, worldpopulationreview.com. Okay. So, Jerome, demographically speaking, is a good shade of white. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay. I, I'm a little surprised. I I was I mean I feel like I wasn't what I depends what, on the numbers let's see I was gonna you... say what I was surprised by is the lack of a certain demographic okay. so we have white at seventy two point seven eight percent there she is Native American at twenty three point two one percent okay yeah that's kind of yeah what I was picturing I guess so for those of you that do quick math in your head there is not a lot left. And oh. it's there is two or more races at four point zero one percent, and everything else is zero. No black, no African American, no Asian, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, other zero. Not, not one person just hanging out in town. <laughs> no, not even probably not even driving by. Who knows? Truthfully, Dang. I don't. I don't know. So any hoot. Oh, they give you a little chart just in case you wanted to see how much white is white. Oh. It's uh, about 72% of a circle. Yeah. It was a silly chart to have. You only have three (laughs) options. Yeah. What I think is interesting is the age, the average age of Jerome, because the average age in the United States right now is we're, we're getting older, which is like a blessing and a curse. I don't know. But the average age now is like in the mid 30s, I think. It's, you think the mid to I think it's high. mid to late. Yeah. Well, let's let's just go with that. Regardless of that, the average median age in Jerome is 53.8. That is old. That's old. That is That's old. the median. <clears throat> right? With male men being much younger than women, not much. 50.2% for males and 56.8 for females. Okay. Well. So, yeah. Hmm. Oh, also, what is it? There's 449. Uh, there's 438 adults, like legal adults, 132 of whom are seniors. It's an old town. Yeah. No kids there. Not kid friendly. No. But 
as far as like the discrepancy, like obviously national average between male and female, the binary, we're not going to get into it. Let's for the sake of what worldpopulationreview.com gives us the gender binary, male and female, we have an even split 50 50 there. Yeah. Like the national average just assumes 50 50. I think it's pretty close. It's like well, actually, 51. I was going to say there's actually more female than male. I believe, I believe so. so, yeah. But Jerome is right down the middle, which, again, math is not good. I don't know where they're getting these numbers because it says 237 female, 237 male. I'm not good at math, but that does not equal 449 people. Is that... No, that's not even the 500, whatever they mentioned. 520. Where yeah, are you guys getting exactly. this? Exactly. I don't know. They're making these numbers up. Mm-hmm. But I could get into, like you know, incomes and housing and poverty, which there is a poverty chart that it gives you, it says white. Uh, Like it shows you like by race, the poverty levels by year, blah, blah, blah. It's just one giant pink block that says white. mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. It's a very poor visual. They should not have even included it. I guess it's relevant in other places, and if they include it for one, you got to do the other because everyone gets their participation trophy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and yeah, education, blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of the point. We're looking at an old town, an old white town in the red dirt roads of Arizona. Right. Red clay. Red clay. I'm sorry. It's not even dirt. Is it not? It's a lot of red clay. I don't know. I do know someone who lives in Arizona, and it's clay. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds awful. Like, they have to build... That's why all the houses are, like, the same color. You don't do vibrant colors on houses, especially if you live closer to the desert, because the sun is going to eat it alive. Oh. Um, So you get, like... I, they've told me about it that you have to like paint things certain colors unless you just want to continually paint your house forever and ever that's weird i've never thought about that because mm-hmm. they get sandstorms just the beating sun the fact that they're low today is probably in the 90s okay y'all today yeah. our high was 55 for no, sorry 57 for no reason Mm-hmm. What in the world? Yeah, they like live in flip flops. They're pretty sure they own a single pair of sneakers. Like just oh, because it's God, so I hate hot. Feet. I, <laughs> I hate them. I'm I'm learning about Arizona now. As far like where they live in relation to Jerome is a few hours, but um, did like, you look that up? I did. I wanted to know because I want to ask them later if they've ever heard of it or ever been (laughs) or want to take a road trip. Right. Which I'm like, well, that's silly if anyone asked. Have you heard of blah, 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 Indiana? But probably, yeah, we probably have. Right. Uh, Being who we are, probably. I mean, true. Our our business is going around places travel traveling just call it travel. <laughs> i don't that's in other words traveling <laughs> mobility i'm so stupid why <laughs> moving around places oh gosh God. anyway all um, right well what were you gonna say i feel like you were on oh because we did talk about this the first recording is how close oh. is it to like if you if you're not familiar with jerome because arizona is i think a little bit bigger than indiana um i have no idea but i don't sure. know either i say that like i'm confident if you say something with enough confidence <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah didn't we decide it's like an app 
two it's two hours from phoenix and like 45 minutes to sedona yes because the reason why we looked that up is because today we are specifically we're out of the we're out of the demographic and statistical stuff we are now talking about the location which is the jerome grand hotel yes and this is a hotel that is functioning today you can stay there if you would like and we're like why would any because this hotel honestly looks really big it is mm-hmm. a it is a five story hotel on a plateau, and we're like, well, why would you want to stay there? Like maybe it would save you, like you save money by staying on the outskirts of the big city. Uh-huh. But like Sedona, no offense to Sedona, but when I think big cities in Arizona, Sedona is not top of my list. I don't know. I well, I also don't know anything in Arizona. I got Tucson and uh phoenix phoenix yeah those. i know flagstaff and oh, sedona and, and sedona now as of an hour ago and the city the person i know that lives in i won't drop it just <laughs> to save i guess identity the, who yeah. knows uh and then jerome we got that one down now yeah yeah know a couple of towns cities all right so jerome grand hotel i'm going to be getting most of my information or most by most, I mean all, everybody, from <laughs> Thrillist.com. Yeah. I don't know if we've used it before. I don't think so. It has a very odd, like, retro layout. It doesn't look familiar. Okay. But I don't know if it's just this article in, partic- in particular. The only reason why, the reason why I'm using only one is because this was pretty thorough. Like, I had no reason to look elsewhere, poking and prodding. Like, I feel like it was going to be a lot of overlapping like you what usually happens when we try yeah. to clump things together so this was written in october of last year so pretty up-to-date information it says the jerome grand hotel still haunts this old ghost town Ooh, spooky let's read so before the jerome grand hotel was the jerome grand hotel it was the united verde hospital and i'm telling you now i look at that thing and I don't know how it could be a hospital. First of all, first of all, with the median age in that town <laughs> being in the fifties, not no, not that everybody after the age of fifty is going to be in a wheelchair, but like, there's got to be some immobile people. And you climb those stairs and you get into that five-story building. As I, what? Can you imagine dri- when it was a hospital driving there with a, or someone taking you there with a broken leg? And then you <laughs> see the stairs and go, take me home. Yeah, I just, I'll just die. Just let me get, <laughs> let it go septic. Just let me go. <laughs> Dang it. It just doesn't. I don't know if it always looked like that, but that's a weird hospital i'll be honest with you well it does to me the the front of it i don't know what it is like maybe the height the shape it reminds me of ashmore estates in a way i think that is a you problem i don't Uh, i don't really see that a lot okay i don't know i mean like sort of like if it was yeah if it was spanish style (laughs) and next to some water on a plateau there's water in that picture I don't know. Oh it's God. gray it in the background. It's a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a mirage. Who knows? Anyway, it says, and that's where the story begins. Ooh, begins all the way back in 1888. So oh, we wow. old. And in pursuit of, oh, it was 1888. And in pursuit of copper, gold, silver, and I said this earlier, but <laughs> man- manganese. 
Is that a thing? I don't know how. I know what it, the word is. Like, I can see it in my head, but I also don't know how to. Man, I said man. It's man. Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. In pursuit of mayonnaise, the expanding United Verde Copper Company came to the booming, booming mining town of Jerome, Arizona. At, hey, that which, was. Which, like, booming is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. That was over 100 years ago. It could have been. It, well, you'll find out. It, it was. I okay, we'll get we'll get there. The numbers of this story are wild. Jerome is a wild place. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh goodness, like it <laughs> it just sounds really interesting to me. The history of Jerome sounds interesting, and by interesting, I mean really freaking sad. Oh ooh. uh and it just to me I was like, this is gonna be a good one. I felt like this was gonna be a good episode because just the basic we're not even talking about ghosts, history of Jerome is really odd uh-huh. and so i just feel like it's set up it's set a precedent and if the ghost part sucks this is your fault oh, oh okay. okay not jerome's fault your fault okay okay but we're gonna get into the numbers at the time yes it was booming in its heyday in the ner- early 1900s jerome was the what did we say it was the 90th largest city in arizona today in the early 1900s it was the third largest in the state that's impressive. That is. And it makes you wonder, like, which direction did it go? Did a lot of people not live in Arizona yet? Or did a lot of people live in Jerome and have since departed? And Kept moving west I'll, for that manganese. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> they departed. And in a minute, I'll tell you how. Oh, okay. Okay. Tucked into the steep hillside overlooking the Verde Valley, its narrow streets were brimming with, and this is, I'm assuming it's always been the point nine square mile radius let's go with that it was brimming with 37 saloons 13 bordellos and a meager four churches mm-hmm. yeah and it's i thought it's kind of dumb but i guess silly it earned itself the title because of this the wickedest city in the west because there just was not <laughs> enough jesus to outweigh the saloons and bordellos whoops <laughs> i don't know you gotta accommodate you gotta go You got to feed to the demographic, you know? (laughs) That's what Jerome wanted. That's what Jerome got. They needed a hospital to support all that drinking and sinful living. Mm -hmm. So the mining company built the United Verde Hospital in 1917 and again in 1926 after a mine blast damaged the original. See, it says damage. It didn't say destroy. So it makes me feel like they were able to salvage some of the original Right. If it was just damaged, I highly doubt. They would go, uh, let's just tear it down and start over. Start over. over. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to guess that it was just fixed up, and we're going to say that it its inception was 1917, and it just kind of went from there. The 1926 thing was just a hiccup. Okay. But a series of ill-fated events at this site would almost lead one to call it cursed. Spooky. Why is it cursed? Well, let's find out. Because the next, the title of this next section is... A hospital that can't keep people alive. That's the opposite of hospitals. Yes, we love to hear it. (laughs) When the Great Depression hit, I think this is where, yes, this is where we're going to find out about the numbers of Jerome and why it was the third largest city in the state and why it is no longer. Okay. When the Great Depression hit shortly after its opening, conditions at United Verde took a sharp downturn. Now, if we all know our history... They, so they opened in 1917, the Great Depression. Historically speaking, like, 
started at 1920, I think, is the starting point. Mm-hmm. Yes. So three years, three years after it was built. Even in its earliest years, the hospital's staff recounted stories of unexplained phantom footsteps and mysterious figures. All told, an estimated 9,000 people would meet their demise here. 9,000. When do you admit that you're not good at your job? That's what I want to know. How long did it take before they're like, this might not be my calling? We'll see. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing because 9,000 is a really large number, but like in what time frame were, yeah, did yeah, 9,000 right. people meet their demise? I should ask that. Yeah. Because well, that is a startling number considering the population now is 449. So clearly the population was over 9,000. In, in, in the early yeah. 1900s, in 1888, early 1900s. Yeah. So, yikes. Yikes. 9,000 people. Well, here's a time frame for you. Plagued with man-made disasters and poor fortune, Jerome's population gradually, gradually dwindled from thousands to somewhere between 20 to 50 people. You killed the whole... T- that's... Your staff is left. That's it. That's when you go, well, yeah, guys, like, good job. Staff <laughs> and, like, two up. resilient families. So, Jesus. Yeah, they... They killed the entire city. I say they killed. They were unable. It said man-made uh, disasters or something, I think is what you yeah, just said. Yeah, with man-made disasters and poor fortune. Fortune. That sounds uh, pretty. <laughs> that sounds like we're trying to use legal jargon to cover up the fact that we were just not good at our jobs. You killed the entire city. Like, yeah. And literally, to this day, obviously, it has still not recovered. We're at less than 500 people, depending Slowly on who you ask. Slowly climbing. Slowly climbing. Well, I don't know, because it had that big dip in 2012, back up in 2019, and now we're going back down again. Oh, whoops a daisy. Anyway, yeah, plagued. 20 to 50 residents are left. In 1950, 1950, the Verde Hospital, United Verde Hospital, was abandoned for good. So everyone, let's do math. Quick math. That's 33 years that 9,000 people died in that hospital. That's too many. Which, granted, <laughs> I don't have a large arsenal of, like, those kind of statistics in the back of my head, but I feel like that's got to be in the top 10. When you're <laughs> talking about a lot. And a per town, capita. Right, that's why I'm... Considering the size of the town, that's, that's too many. <laughs> like, they literally had to have killed the entire city except staff. That's, yeah, that's what it feels like a little bit. So, yikes. <laughs> uh, zero out of five stars <laughs> would not go back, <laughs> would not recommend. Oh, my God. The Oh, also, so it was abandoned in 1950 for good, and the furniture, x-rays machine, x-ray machines, and medical devices sat neglected for twenty the next 20 years. They just up they and left. They couldn't sell it off. Which I never understand. How many places have we been in that there's, like, beds and furniture and equipment? And I'm like, it's like everyone just vanished one day, mm-hmm. and it just stopped. Weird stuff. There Certainly there are other facilities that could use it. Yeah, it was abandoned. So it says it was abandoned. I don't know exactly what that entails, but it was abandoned and all that stuff was left for 20 years, for the next 20 years. So it wasn't until the 70s that the now hazardous building was emptied out to discourage vandalism and a hired caretaker, which, by the way, if it sat vacant for 20 years, like who's owning it that they hired a caretaker? I assume you'd hire a caretaker if you knew it was 
it was going to be something else. Like you need someone to watch it. it. Taking care of something, not polishing a turd. Yes. Because if if they had plans for it and they're like, hey, just watch this until we can get it back on its feet. I don't think they were considering it 20 years down the line. No. 40? How many years did it take for it to... Uh, I mean, revive. Well, we'll get there. So it, they hired a caretaker in the seventies mm-hmm. to keep watchful eye over the place uh, until his suicide in the nineteen eighties. Oh, so like it was not a good job. He I'm got guessing tired of waiting. <laughs> I guess so. We're still, even though they had a caretaker sitting vacant for now thirty some odd years. And it sat idle until 1994, when it was finally born anew two years later as the Jerome Grand Hotel. So from 1950 to 19, it sat vacant for 40, 44 years. Jeez, that again, the caretaker made no sense. I'm sorry, it really didn't. I don't. I wish you wouldn't have unalived yourself. I don't <laughs> right. know why you did, but goodness sakes. Right. I mean, that is sad, but I'm not necessarily poking fun that at it. That was an unfulfilling job. Yeah, it sounds It sounds like it. he was just polishing a turd. At what point were you like, what am I even doing with my life? And that's apparently what he did. Oh, so, yep. yikes, let's go <sighs> on. <laughs> Today, it's fair game to call this one of the most haunted places in Arizona, just like everybody else claims. We love that claim. The it, most they, haunted. They didn't try to go for, like, the West or the United the States world or yeah the United States at least they stuck to the state but I feel like that's debatable right but hear me out 9,000 lives lost in that building in a relatively short time span yeah so I mean like if y'all believe in spirits I'm gonna guess I'm at least one crap of them like I've around. ever been I've right. never been <laughs> maybe we'll check it out one day who knows get a hold of your friend let's see what we can do I don't know But it is, yeah, fair game to call this one of the most haunted places in Arizona and a visit to the property or an overnight stay if you're feeling brave is a must do for any trip to Jerome. My guess is it's a must do because what else is there to do? I can't imagine No offense to Jerome, I probably should have looked that up. But (laughs) I don't, yeah, with a one square mile radius of the city, like, it's probably your only option. Well, and with the population being so high, or the age, I guess, the age being so high and not that many kids, what's the draw? I, I don't know, and that's probably why it's declining. Uh, very possible. Who knows? So now we're at a hotel with ghostly restorations. We're going to start to learn about some of the things that happened that might have caused it to be possibly haunted. Or so they say. Ooh, all right. We love a good name drop. (laughs) During this restoration process, the building was returned to its pre-1930s grandeur, which, like, why would you want that? Yeah, why would you want... Remember when all of those people died? Let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Its hallways are lined with antiques and adorned with ornate paintings and furnishings of a bygone era found... Are, are found throughout the mission-style hotel's impressive five stories. See, five-story hotel, five-story hospital, makes no sense. <laughs> Many of the rooms offer soaring views of the valley. They'll set you back around $200 a night or 500 for a suite. Fancy. I don't have that kind of money. 
<laughs> Registered hotel guests and the spirits that presumably haunt the place are the only ones allowed to roam the halls. But you can get the same view from the hotel's on-site restaurant, very appropriately named The Asylum, which embraces <laughs> its medical past with drinks like the Liquid Valium. Again, why are we embracing <laughs> this horrid piece of history? Remember when this was a hospital? I could eat to that. I could I have a good drink to that. <laughs> and there's also a gift shop adjacent to the hotel lobby, which is also open to the public, and it was once an emergency room. Mm, We're just, yeah. like, kind of poking fun at the... F hey, remember when we killed the whole city? That was a good time. Oh, God. <laughs> We're just... They're trying to make light of, the, light of a heavy situation, I suppose. I mean, we kind of do that every week. I guess. It just seems really insensitive. <laughs> we joke a little bit here and there. We try not to... I guess uh, we try not to insult yeah. anybody, but we make we to air as human. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the structure remains physically the same as when it was the hospital, says General Manager Sarah Moser. I'm assuming she's still the general manager because this is from less uh, than a year ago. Yeah, October of 21. Yeah. Much of the building's original facilities, including its 1926 Otis elevator, remember that. Mm -hmm. have been restored and even remain in use to this day, which that is impressive. I will give them that. Mm -hmm. The mechanical Jazz Age marvel is truly a sight to see, though the elevator has a history that will undoubtedly make you a little uneasy when you step inside. Again, here comes the insensitive part, uh, in my opinion. Okay. In 1935, you know, that great bygone era... Mm -hmm. A well-known Jerome resident by the name of Claude Harvey was working as a maintenance man at the hospital. His body was found in the basement, pinned under the Otis elevator. And his death was ultimately ruled an accident. But upon investigation, the elevator was found to be in working order. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Leaving yeah. investigators and town residents wondering if Harvey jumped to his death or if he was murdered. Ooh. The cause was never determined. Shortly after his tragic death, strange occurrences were reported, especially around the elevator. Who would have thought? I know, who would have? But it's... he. Uh, I mean, I guess if the elevator still works, keep it, because you do have five stories to go up and, like, to trudge through, but... Yeah. A little, I think, insensitive. They're just like, look at this great old piece of history. This this elevator is great. Someone died under it, but it's okay because it's still working. Well, that's kind of what any place you pay to investigate kind of does. I it's the same thing. Suppose. Doesn't mean it makes it right. <laughs> I don't know. Feeling sensitive today? I I guess. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> The, what is it, the pink moon and Libra happened, something like that. It's emotional time, folks. <laughs> this is our time. <laughs> so this next section, I did have to ask Megan if it was cool if I read it, because we're starting to get, as you can tell, into the spooky stuff, but I don't think we overlapped, so we'll be fine. I believe it is. Uh, you have my permission. Okay. Th thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Guests who never rest. A number of hotel guests have recounted their mysterious sightings. Visual apparitions range from human-shaped figures that roam the halls and stairways to a friendly feline that is said to scratch and meow at the doors. The we best love kind. him. Yeah, the best <laughs> kind of the best kind of apparition. I w 
forget ghost kids. I just want ghost cats. Probably not ghost <laughs> dogs because dogs IRL still kind of scare me. I've had instances, mm. but yeah, <laughs> kitties. Yeah, sure. I did get bit by a cat though, so like maybe I don't. Oh, remember I got chased that? by a cat once. Remember the cat that bit my leg through my pant leg? <gasps> that cat I have a scar. was crazy. Dude, yeah, she was I have a nightmare. A, I have a scar on my leg from a cat that like pounced on my leg and bit me so hard it went through my pants. Like I was wearing like pants, jeans, not shorts right? for like, it was khaki pants. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I was, I got off work or something. But yeah, through khaki pants, I like bled. There were three good marks on my leg. It was a nightmare. Well, she was like being forcefully Weird. affectionate and we're yeah. like oh okay like were they rubbing between your legs but she was almost knocking you over and you're like dang it was just this feral outside cat and she's yeah. like love me love love me right. like, so eventually we're like okay we gotta go inside and she was not cool with that like no. blockaded the door we weren't allowed to get in. like she was blocking us from getting in the house <sighs> yeah. and that's when she attacked me so anyway feline ghosts <laughs> <laughs> Moser, that's the GM, a hospitality veteran with 45 years experience, has been working at the Jerome Grand Hotel since 2014. She spent her adolescence in the Verde Valley hearing stories about kids who would venture into the abandoned hospital and tales of Jerome's ghost town, quote-unquote, reputation. Now the GM knows firsthand this is no ordinary building. Mm. And we've got some quotes from her. Sadness, dismay, the sounds of trauma, the smells and sounds you would anticipate in an old institution, children laughing, running in the stairwells. I've experienced them all, even been touched multiple times with no one around. <laughs> She's one for the dramatics, and, hey, like a flair for the dramatics. And you chose to stay. I mean, well, there's a re She kind of explains why. Still, hotel guests can rest easy. I guess it says, <laughs> knowing that the specters for the most part aren't malevolent. She goes on to say, though I've had many encounters with our spirited friends, at no time have I felt concerned for my safety, she reports. I began my work here as the night auditor, so plenty of opportunities to pick on the old girl working alone overnight, but the spirits for the most part are kind, some even protective. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The, hotel the hotel's mysterious past attracts history buffs and paranormal enthusiasts alike. We draw visitors for a variety of reasons, certainly the thought of a beautiful old building being lovingly restored to the possibility of residual energy residing in the building, said Moser. And then it goes on to talk about the town of Jerome, like a ghost town turned artisan enclave. Like, I could read about that, but we're really here for the hotel. And good and good. Th the good thing is I found a lot. And mm -hmm. I think I went on for a little bit, a little longer than expected. That's okay. That's it's right. hard to tell now since we've done this one and a half times. <laughs> you know, we're still we're still figuring it out. <laughs> but that's what I've got on the Jerome Grand Hotel. The very last thing. Haunted, quite possibly, storied history. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that's that's the Grand Hotel's history, which like again, some of the histories, no offense to some of the places, can be dry. Like, we, it just covers the basics. But, like, this history, even aside from the paranormal, is kind of wild. Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy stuff. Yeah. Had to clear yeah, my throat. Got a little clear in the throat. Yeah. Yes, this is Diet Coke. It's no good. The Diet Coke. The McDonald's Diet Coke. Nothing like McDonald's orange juice, but that don't no. do it. I don't know why you would, but don't do it. I have no intentions of <laughs> doing that to myself. Imitating the sound. Or the Sprite. 
I'm not doing the why is it spicy thing, but I want to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's a good segue into my portion. It is kind of nice that it ended with like dipping the toes into paranormal. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm going to talk about what people have actually experienced, which I know you said the current, what we assume to be the current, uh, oh, what was her title? General manager. General manager, yeah. Uh, she's experienced some stuff herself, gave very vague, quick, just a list, a listicle of things. Yeah. This is a little more in-depth um, from, my article's a little bit older because I was concerned when you said the name of the general manager. I was like, that is not who I have written down. Right, because I, I mentioned, I was like, do you have anything about Moser? And you're like, who? <laughs> yeah, my article, the first one I'm going to talk about this comes from azcentral.com. I bet that stands for Arizona. It sure does. Okay. It sure does. And it was written in 2016, what I'm going to be covering. Okay. Now, the title of this article is, Is Jerome Grand Hotel the Most Haunted Place in Arizona? Pointed. Let's see. To, to that's the what, point, yes. They're not going to say it is just yet. Let's find out. Yeah, that's, that's how they get you. So it starts off by saying... There must be some residual spirit energy left over from all those souls, right? Right. Uh, that, that is the first, that's your opener. I mean, like, you got my attention. Again, it says there's people reporting ghostly figures, sounds, unexplained orbs of light, and other paranormal activity permeate the halls of this ghost hunting cult Mecca high above the turn of the century. Man, now I have to say it. Yavapai, Yavapai? There. County <laughs> mining town making it one of the most haunted places in Arizona. They answered their mouth- own question really quick. That is a mouthful. Why, <laughs> do they ha- why do they do that? They're saying there's lots of stuff happening, lots of paranormal activity. This building is V-haunted. I mean, we're looking at close to 10,000. 10,000 souls. Oh, God. <laughs> Who knows? Hang in the balance. <laughs> What is that from? What it? Oh, that don't. is a musical. Oh my gosh! Stop. Hmm, hang in the back. Oh no! Oh come on! Is it? <laughs> this is such an obscure musical, guys. I if you've heard of this musical, oh my I will gosh. Okay. give you so many pats. It is <laughs> Alter Boys Alter with Boys. a Z, of course. Go check it out. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's um, it's a trip. You can find it on YouTube. Most of it, I think. Alter Boys. It's if you like the Book of Mormon, Alter Boys is like that, but less crude. Yeah, yeah yes. Well, yes. I guess it depends. But on not, but not Mormons. I don't know. <laughs> it's in the same vein of poking fun at religion, but like you have to laugh because you're like, well, they're not wrong. R- they're not. They're no. not. Anyway, we've gone off topic. So sorry. It's so. on. It's on brand. Really. <laughs> I know. Uh, so this is where my article, I got nervous because it says the general manager, Chris Alther. Uh, again, this is 2016, so she must have taken over soon after. Yeah. He said, we were skeptical and didn't believe in it in the beginning. Um, that's Chris saying this. He's the father. Uh, oh, his father, Bob, and Uncle Larry bought the boarded up. 30,000 square foot building from the old Phelps Dodge Corporation in 1994. So they're the ones who turned it into what it is today. So old Phelps Dodge had it before them. Yeah, Phelps Dodge Corporation 
was holding the building, I guess, for sale. They bought it. Bob and Larry bought it. And Bob and Larry, that's another, that's Veggie Tales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> lots and lots of religion happening. <laughs> they bought it in 1994 and they, they're the one who fixed it up. And now Chris, the son of Bob. At the time. Is, yes, was the general manager. He said, we only had six rooms open at first and immediately began receiving reports from guests hearing voices and a hospital gurney in the hallways, but no one was there. Also, a hospital gurney, like, did they keep that stuff? Because how wild would it be if, like, they took all the hospital stuff out and yet there is a gurney? Ugh. No, they right? said they could hear the sounds of the gurney, but there oh, was nothing. Oh, I thought they meant there was just a gurney in the no. in the that would be creepy. <laughs> no. So this would be 1994 when it first opened. Only had six rooms available in, in this hotel. In 30,000 square feet. Yes. Well, we got to think they've got to renovate. It's been empty for 40 plus years. Yeah. It's still, that's still wild. It goes on to say whether or not you believe in ghosts or more specifically ghosts at the Jerome Grand. Uh, scores of visitors have signed guest books in the lobby noting their experiences. I'd Ooh. love to read those books. Didn't the Sealbach do something like that? Or mm, somewhere, no, Whisper did, well, States Whispers did. Estates did, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris said that they fill a 300-page journal each year, and as of 2016, they had four or five journals. We like that. That is, that's some good stuff. I'd still love to read it. <laughs> See, I'm over here like, why would anyone want to stay in Jerome at this hotel? I didn't, I don't think I said it earlier. It's probably not because it's cheaper than staying in, say, Phoenix, Tucson, Sedona, whatever. Uh, it's for this experience, I would assume. Yeah, yep. They said activity happens throughout the hotel, but the third floor in particular seems to be the most active. Most of the deaths occurred in the operating room on that floor, and the sound of the hospital gurney wheels across the floor, and what? Spook <laughs> the uninitiated? What? Huh? Spooky sounds. We're just going to go with spooky sounds. That sentence is like, really, it's a weird, abrupt, and doesn't make sense. Okay. You hear sounds, like from the operating room. All right. That's not we there We could have just said that. Yes. Uh, Chris, old GM, said, we've made changes with the carpet and you can still hear it at three in the morning. I don't know what changing the carpet has to do with anything, but... I feel like maybe he meant it used to be, like, tile or linoleum and now oh, it's we've carpet? Made yeah, we've made changes with carpet. So I think, yeah, they're saying it sounds like maybe the gurney across the linoleum floor, but it's carpeted now, so... Why are you hearing that? That would, oh, imagine you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep and you hear like typical, I think of House on Haunted Hill. That's what I'm picturing. With a squeaky wheel. The yeah, spinning it's a, wheel. you always got the dome wheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guests also report the ghost of a cat on the third floor, like a feline jumping into bed and walking around. <gasps> Yay. Oh, it feels like home. Yeah. He said, I've heard that one a million times. That's what Chris said. So, so apparently we're the going cat to Jerome. Yes. <laughs> and also it, it would feel more like home if there were like five feline ghosts. Right. <laughs> the room that receives the most comments, and if you're all looking to book a trip, is like room us. number 32. Oh. Author, author says it's a former hospital guest room with a balcony and the site of two possible suicides. Uh, because of a balcony. Well, one former miner confined to a wheelchair reportedly climbed over the balcony railing to his death, and a businessman shot himself there. 
I that's sad. Um, both kind of make sense. I hate to say that, but like, especially a minor who was wheelchair bound, like, yeah, that's, that's a prideful thing. He's probably like, well, now what, what's left kind of thing. Businessman could have been a failing business or could have been personal reasons. Could have been a failing, yeah, personal life because of business. Who knows? There's lots of creepy stories at the Jerome Grand Hotel, such as the caretaker you talked about. Oh, Claude. Yes, who killed himself in the boiler room. Is that where it said he he died, the caretaker? Or it didn't say where, did it? Wherever the elevator goes down to in the bottom. So it makes sense. If the elevator goes down to the boiler, he was pinned under the elevator. Oh, I think we have conflicting information then. Because this says the caretaker... Uh, killed himself in the boiler room, but oh. the Claude was found in the basement crushed by the elevator. Yeah, I'm sorry. The caretaker was the guy, remember, from the 70s and he unalived in the 80s. So yes. I didn't I didn't actually have a cause of death for the That's caretaker. Right. Or it just said suicide. Uh, yeah, it, it says it happened in the boiler room. Also doesn't say how. Um, but then Claude, it said the he was found. Cru- yes, the maintenance guy was found crushed by the elevator in 1935, and he is thought to ride the 1926 Otis at all hours. At all, which that's we've encountered something like that before with the Willem Library, Willard Willard Library, in whatever Evansville. Yeah, that's with Willard. the remember while we were there. The elevator like opened oh, and closed yeah. on us like four times. We're just like trying to figure out, like we're doing an investigation. The elevator like opened and closed and went up, not even open and closed, like went different floors and would come back and open like three or four times with no one on. Yeah. Well, here's a you said that GM, the current GM, has several experiences throughout her years. Well, yeah, Chris does too. Maybe that's why he maybe he got tired of it. He gives a specific example of something that happened though. He says. I once received phone call at the front desk from an unoccupied room and I heard a lady say something, but it was inaudible. I called back and there was no answer. I walked up to the room and it was vacant. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the hotel's reputation led to the Travel Channel filming an episode of Ghost Adventures in 2011. Did I miss that? I know. I, I know we were watching Ghost Adventures for a stretch of time there. I don't know if we got... Uh, 2011, we had to, you had to We have. had to have seen that episode. We got to go back now. Mm. Uh, it says that the hotel's reputation... Oh, I already read that part. So sorry. They said that during that filming, doors slammed, voices were captured, unexplained dark masses were documented, and the crew felt numbness and tingling in their extremities. I think I kind of, I'm starting to remember that episode, especially when you said like the dark masses and stuff, because I uh-huh. feel like they had picture and video evidence where, yeah, dark, ma- it's starting to ring a bell. Yep. Uh, he said, Chris says, we have the real deal here. Uh, it's not a gimmick. We acknowledge it. Well, I mean, at least they embrace it. Right, and that's the owner. So you're like, well, he's going to say it to get the draw. Uh Uh-uh, y'all. No. No. Because you know where I went next? Yelp. (laughs) Well, let's see. (laughs) I'm not kidding. A good place to look for experiences, especially if it's someplace you could pay to stay or do an investigation, look up reviews. And people sometimes just put their... um, experiences in the reviews that's true especially a place like this where one of the main draws is the fact that 
it's possibly haunted. Mm-hmm. And I did find quite a few in in the uh, Yelp section. <laughs> I need to check Yelp more. So one of the reviews I found was from Mary E. She said, I absolutely love my one night stay here. I really enjoy historic. I don't know why I thought you were going to say, I enjoyed my one night stand here. No, I almost said it and I, I <laughs> told myself not to. I really enjoy historic haunted hotels and this place did not disappoint. It's not cheap, but worth the experience. So good to know. She acknowledged, that's when you said that earlier. I'm like, people kind of said that, but it's worth it, I guess. Yeah. If you can't afford to stay here or if there's no availability, I recommend trying to snag dinner reservations at the asylum so that you can at least see the hotel. Maybe they will let you take the elevator briefly and view the floors. So they're very serious about you got to... You got to be a patron of the hotel, not the restaurant. Now, she hits you with the history, too. She did not disappoint. She's got a really long uh, explanation of, like, well, not of just the history but she's got a section about the history she talks about the old school elevator which is self-service and it's a really unique experience she says yikes and then she tells the dark history of the elevator she said the hotel is fun to explore uh unfortunately we did not experience any ghostly encounters but we had fun exploring all the floors and taking creepy photos and videos and that is part of the fun it's interesting doing these places now and having been so many places i keep drawing from experience i'm thinking of the seal block and remember how there's a channel like it's a you know a functioning hotel today Uh and there's a channel you have a tv in your room there's a channel that plays on a loop the haunted history well the history and yeah history and, of the hotel and the hauntings yeah it's there. and it's just kind of why and i'm it made me wonder if maybe that's where she got what if they have something like that going on at the jerome grand hotel and that's where she got the history well, from the whoever's running it at the time at least answering the yelp reviews was like saying how impressed they were with her her with reviews her so <laughs> researching she's done her research uh, so even though they didn't get any creepy, didn't experience anything paranormal, they believe, uh, she did note that all the hotel rooms have huge doors, which she believed were built to allow for the movement of gurneys. Oh, dang. We That's found an, right. We found an unmarked door on the top floor that had a large gash reminiscent of a hatchet. What? Why is that not mentioned? I don't know. Um, she said the rooms were quite nice for an old hotel. Clean, comfortable bed, nice bathroom with ample amenities, yay. Large balcony balcony with a beautiful view. The Asylum Restaurant. Now, you want to know if it's worth it because you're like, oh, the Asylum's so insensitive. Hey, it's actually got like 4.5 star review out of over 1,000 reviews. Which is a lot than, which is a lot more than most places can say. Yeah, um... The we chose she chose not to eat at the restaurant and they wanted to go out somewhere local. Everywhere was closed and came back and ended up just getting uh, drinks at the bar. I <laughs> Which, guess so. The ambiance was very pleasant and they really did regret not eating, just eating at the asylum. Yeah, uh, good breakfast spread. That's good. I mean, I love a good breakfast spread. A cute gift shop and friendly service. Yay. And she talked about the parking lot, which I wasn't going to say this, but uh, she said that it's not a big lot, but they didn't have a problem finding a spot. However, uh, we were there midweek on a rainy night, and I could 
see it being totally full on a busy night, especially considering restaurant visitors. Also, the road to get to the hotel is a bit narrow and anxiety provoking. (laughs) Oh, no. That being said, the hotel's located on a hill, so they don't have much space to work with. And that's why I'm like, the drive is everything. Because I drove through a mountainous area once to stay in a cabin up -hmm. in the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains, actually. Yeah. And, uh... Ooh, that is if you there is no two lane anything there's no getting off to the side i didn't have quite that but i drove to virginia one time and had to go through some mountainous areas mm-hmm. and it is ugh, it, like both hands on the wheel don't point it like don't be like look at that pretty view don't just let me drive yeah uh my next review is going to come from elizabeth g Uh, She's from the Arizona area, but not to Rome. Yeah. So she said at 3 a.m. anticipation, hoping to see something or something, uh, hoping to see something or something happen. I set my alarm for 3 a.m. I went outside my room and took pictures of the clock in the hallway, then took a tour on all three floors, which they encourage. Like if you're staying in the hotel, they want you walking up and down and checking stuff out. Yeah. So you don't have to act like suspicious when you're walking around. Uh, I had a friend video record me as I took pictures. I went home to review all my pictures and caught a few images. Mm. Two pictures were completely black. <laughs> then See, I, that's almost worse. Yep. Then I zoomed in. Oh, what? What kind of a lead-in? You can really see an image. Please tell me what it is. Not a good feeling. This picture looks demonic. Totally did not expect this. Now, I was looking at it on my desktop. Yeah. I was like, I see my reflection and it is scary. But I don't (laughs) see... I don't see what she's talking about. So I almost want to view it on almost like a photo editing app to maybe adjust the lighting. Yeah, Yeah, because it looked like just a plain black picture to me. Yeah. Personally. But if we can maybe find something in the pictures, we'll link the Yelp review so you guys can go. (laughs) I don't want to steal her pictures, but I personally didn't see anything. I'll I'll give it a look. Yep. Uh, Next review is from Alex L., Alex says, haunted, yes. Vintage, absolutely. Wonderful. (laughs) Worth a stay, yes. Yay. The staff is very welcoming and friendly. The rooms are straight out of the 40s, minus the flat screen. Oh, so they've got updates. (laughs) Comfortable bed, cool shower, and a great view. Yeah. Everything about this place is vintage. Overall, it was a pleasant experience, and I do recommend it. I was expecting paranormal experiences, but I really didn't get any. Uh, See... That's another thing I feel like everyone's like, this place is super haunted, like, but we stayed and didn't find, everybody's always like, I've heard it's really haunted, but I didn't find anything. I know, but they do, he does go on to explain that that doesn't mean he didn't feel uncomfortable at certain points. Yeah. Says the creepiest feeling was walking into the room itself. With an extremely long, drawn-out, creaking door, the hallway's <laughs> glistening and haunted brilliance, an elevator from 1926 that makes you feel like saying, you'll never get me copper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's well worth a visit. I took a lot of photos and didn't get anything that really sticks out. I got some things that I brushed off to the flash or specks of dust, etc. So things that we deal with where right. it looks like at first glance, you're like, oh my God. But if you really think about it, you're like, Meh. you yeah, can write you that You have off. to dismiss where you can. Anyway, 
he continues, but the strangest feeling was entering the room. I felt like I was being watched, which doesn't say much unless you're experiencing it experiencing it yeah i felt a presence upon entering but once settled in i think the spirit left again didn't we have a thing like that at the seal block where we walked in and we're like what? yeah there was a moment where i wanted my back to a wall because i was like mm -mm. yeah i think we both sat <laughs> up against the here. headboards of the beds and we're just like let's just sit here for a yeah. minute and it is true like don't discredit like the way that you feel at a haunted place because yeah, just because you didn't see something doesn't mean something isn't happening right feeling is a big chunk of the experience as well he said when you check in there's a photo album with photos of spirit activity caught on camera so even the hotel keeps a photo album where you right. can look at these things the photos are legit and intriguing to look at what was scary to me was the map of the hospital and finding your room on there and what it was back in the day. That would be kind of cool. Kinda, I know. For example, when I checked out, I looked at it only to realize I had stayed in the sanitarium. Oh, gosh. And the fact that he felt like he was being watched in that room and it was always like a uh, Uncomfy, yeah. Uh, tingly, I know. Ew. <laughs> gave me goosebumps i had found out uh had i found out before i would have been more hesitant and fearful yeah and that de honestly i think going in blind like that was better for him because he had no reason to be like Ooh, you know I why does uncomfy. this room feel so weird but yeah, it's almost like he went in on like skate not unscathed unprepared? but just not unprepared but without a without the idea in mind like oh it's a sanatorium i bet it's gonna be scary like yeah. you know what i mean yeah he said the halls have a shining vibe to it which i said that earlier i definitely get the shining <laughs> yeah type with it being up on the hill like that yeah the elevator is truly one of a kind and fun to operate and the room is creepy but enjoyable one thing to mention the doors Mm -hmm. everyone's Again with the talking doors. about the doors the doors are huge it definitely has a hospital feel to it they're extremely wide overall i recommend staying here when you visit i feel like i would not be opposed to a road trip i like i said i know i know somebody mm -hmm. or could. a plane trip you can't fly right now not right now but hey we'll in there. october oh my birthday and i get vacation <laughs> so uh yeah vacation i don't know her Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got on the experience. But I think it was pretty good. And I'm glad to find that people are at least documenting their experience, even in the weirdest places on the Internet, like Yelp. Yeah. Don't knock it till you look it up. <laughs> right. That's it. I that mean, is that's, it. That was another good one. I feel like that was a good one again. I want to go now. Like, I'm Honestly, sad yeah. that we're far away. I love staying in a good haunted hotel. Mm-hmm. There's mm. so many of them. There are. But, like, I feel like we kind of prefer things like that over other things now because we know that they're, you know, legal. It's welcomed. To go to. <laughs> you're not trespassing. You're not creeping around in the middle of the woods at night. Like... That is the... We're honestly... We've done those, well, I say recently, in the last year we've gone to places just out in the middle of nowhere and the creepiest part is just not knowing what's in the dark. Not, not, not like the paranormal. Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it's people, animals. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what I can't see freaks me out. Yeah. 
And also, I don't know if I'm allowed to be here. (laughs) We try to be, we try to be good about that, but. Yeah. But that's going to wrap up Jerome Grand Hotel. That was a good one. It was another good, we got a good two in a row. I I tried to avoid as much of the history as possible. Again, you're going to have that overlap, especially when you have, um, actual uh cases documented cases of people who have died there or whatever whatever's causing the haunting you're gonna have that tiny overlap but uh, i think we did pretty good this time yes good for us yay yay pats for us claps all around yay so next week if you know your alphabet and you know your u.s states which we have listeners outside the u.s you may not know what's coming next (laughs) but alabama alaska arizona it's Arkansas. It is Arkansas. 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 <laughs> I say, I guess it's not really a secret. You could Google it. So we'll just tell you we're going to Arkansas. So if you know, uh, if you want to take a stab at where we may be visiting, ooh, yeah, get a little, get, get a little research heads up yourself. I don't, I don't know where we're going in Arkansas. <laughs> I feel like I should. We have it written down. It's okay. It's fine. But we're fine. we'll see. We'll see if you guess right or not. Yep, and that's going to wrap it up. Don't forget about the little boy in the suitcase. Oh, oh my yeah, God. little boy in the suitcase. Go back. I'm, I can't pull that number back up. I've lost it. But, but just rewind. Rewind 45 <laughs> or so minutes. This is a lot. What? Yeah, I guess so. Remind, rewind like 45 or so minutes. Get the number. Yep, and we'll see you next week. Next Thursday in Peace Arkansas. <gasps> no. What? Next week. Isn't it the first of the month? Uh Oh, gosh. It might be. It sure Guys, is. we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> oh no, we'll we will have a personal experience. We will have for something you. for you next <laughs> week. <laughs> Listen, we do have a backlog of places. We just have to figure out what we're doing. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. See you so next week. See you next week in a <laughs> somewhere in, in a secret location. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.